Hello, one. Hello, all. How are we? We made it. <laughs> uh, yes, Glenn. I'm Glenn. Eric in the blue. There he is. And Will down the bottom. How do? Uh, we are Glenn, from Australia. I think that I'm getting a bit of feedback from you. Feedback is that, from you? Is that okay? okay? Have you closed your other uh, blab that we are testing one we had open? Yes. Okay, try that. Hello. Testing. Hello. That's it. Okay, very good. Very good. Hello. Right. Sorry about that. No worries. Saving <laughs> <laughs> trouble. All good. Uh, Happy international yes. podcast day. Uh, yes, uh, those are the intros. That's uh, that's me talking. Uh, Eric with the other glasses on, and Will down the bottom. Now uh, we've got a <laughs> uh, international podcast day. Would like to thank our platinum sponsor podcasters, Paradise. Oh, our platinum sponsor podcasters, Paradise. Okay. okay. <laughs> our gold sponsors, Appendipity and Spreaker. And silver sponsors, Simple Podcast Press, Ringer, that's R-I-N-G-R, and Scatter Radio. Without their support, International Podcast Day would not be possible. Find all the information and special discount codes for these sponsors at uh, http colon slash internationalpodcastday.com forward slash supporters. So go there and uh, have some fun. Yes, we are Aussie Techheads. We uh, broadcast from Australia. We go, we do go live every Thursday night, Australian Eastern time at about seven thirty, and uh, we talk about tech news. Uh, probably much like, as you might say, the maybe Leo Laporte tech news type of show. Probably not as uh, uh, spectacular as we're a little we're, uh, we're a little bit looser, <laughs> but it's fun. We have a lot of fun. Maybe. So we're going to talk tonight, uh, and it is nighttime our time, about 8 p.m. in Australia. We're going to talk tonight about how you can podcast for free. Uh, look, you can That's spend right. a lot of money. Sorry, Will? I was going to say, just want to tell a lot of our viewers who obviously we've got our normal streaming audience is, is predominantly Australian, so it's, it's, we just probably should mention this, that uh, if we have jittering or stuttering or bad internet or dropouts, it's because Australian internet sucks. So just bear with us. We're going to do our best and uh, hopefully we can entertain you guys tonight. Yeah, so there's a couple of uh, technologies in Australia with internet. Uh, we have the ADSL, which goes through the phone line. We have the 4G over the you know the airwaves there. And we have cable. Uh, I think Eric and myself are on cable. And Will is actually on another technology, the yeah, NBN. The NBN, the National Broadband Network, that sort of only works when it wants to. Um, yeah, is, it, is it working tonight, William? It is actually for the first time since I've had it in a month. Um, <laughs> so basically, it's um, NBN is a, a hybrid system. The government decided that our internet was bad, so let's jumble all the bad internets together and make one really bad one. Um, so that's working so far. Look, so, uh, look, we might as well get straight into it. Uh, and depending on your internet connection, I suppose, how you want to proceed with podcasting, you don't know what, you don't have to, uh, stream live. You can, uh, record it and then edit it, package it up and, uh, shoot it to iTunes, which is obviously the place you want to be because it's free and that's where most people go. As far as I know. That's it. I mean, the main, the main thing is, and, we learned this from early on. I mean, as Aussie Tech Ed stands, we've been around for, what, six, seven years, something oh, like that? longer than that, Glenn. Well, how long is it? How is it? Is it? In our 10th year, Will. 10th yeah, year. Yeah, no, I know that, but I mean, the first, you don't really count the first couple of years. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, one thing we've learned over the last seven, probably seven years of that 10 is that audio is the main focus. So regardless of what you want your podcast to be, which 
we'll talk about you know how you sort of come about that later. But um, before you even decide if you want to do a podcast, if you want to do audio, you want to do video, what it's going to be, the first thing you need to do is make your audio sound good, whether it be mm. buying a decent microphone, a set of headphones, and another sound card, whether you want to do it. Audio is the key. If audio is bad, doesn't matter how bad your video is, and you don't even need video. But if you have bad audio, people will not listen. And I just agree, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, just uh, expanding on that is look. It doesn't matter. Like you might have a Skype connection if you want to do an audio a podcast with two people. You might have a Skype connection there with the other person who's remote. What look as long as you, the host, have got spectacular audio. That's what we strive for. <laughs> we don't always get that. But as long as the host has the best audio, uh, listeners will they'll put up with a bit of scratchiness from the Skype caller. So yeah. as long as one person and, and it generally when it's on the podcast, it's generally a lot clearer because the host who's doing the recording um, actually has the best audio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. And of course, uh, in a situation where there are, in this case, there's three or four of us usually doing a show, and there's usually at least two of us recording it. Because you always want a redundancy. It's one thing we learned early on. Never just have one recording of anything. <laughs> Even if you use the program to record the stream or a program, somebody else uses a program to capture video or audio, or, but you, you need to have a double redundancy. Mm. So, like, I think the first thing to do is, like, you, you'll have to, like, obviously you're going to have to spend a little bit of money just to get your little small little setup, but to actually do it week after week, we're going to tell you how to do it totally free. Uh, so, get yourself a decent mic. Don't rely on the webcam mic. That sounds No. Too- oh, God forbid. Yeah. So, grab yourself a, a, a mic, a decent mic, even a USB mic. Uh, that's yeah. fine, just as long as it's something good. Uh, look, I've invested in a, in a small mixer. Uh, my mic is XLR. I go into the mixer and look, it gets a bit complicated from there, but uh, I can take Skype calls in. Will and say Eric come in on one channel. I can control their volume on that channel through the on the mixer. Uh, I can control my volume through the mixer. And if I want to push any computer noises or sounds or music out to another channel on the mixer, I can. So once you get your head around setting your mixer up, uh, you're fine, right. but you can do it without a mixer. You don't need a mixer um, by any stretch. And you can get really good USB microphones. The microphone before I had this one, this is actually a Shaw Roadcaster, I think it calls it. It's a fairly decent mic. My previous XLR mic was just a $25 one from the music store, um, a vocal mic. So not great, but it had decent sound. And before that, I had a, um, a USB um, microphone, and it wasn't anything special. It's just an eBay one, but it was a it was a condenser microphone, so it had good audio pickup for vocal range. Um, they're not expensive. They start. You don't want a five dollar one. Probably uh, twenty five, thirty bucks will get you a reasonably decent microphone, um, especially you know if you want to go USB without having to use a mixer. Of course, the better the microphone, the better the mixer. I mean, I'm running a I'm running a DigiDesign box mixer, which is like a $2,000 mixer, which you don't need to run. Um, I'm also running multiple sound cards to help loop back with recording and stuff. But, yeah, um, that's the thing. And also earphones. Don't use your speakers because you're always going to get um, feedback from your speakers into your microphone. So you always want to make sure you've got – I mean, as you can see, Eric and, and um, Glenn there have the earbud-style one. 
um, which is fine. I mean, nothing wrong with that. But for me, for an hour or two or three hours sitting at the computer, I can't wear them. So I wear actual. Um, I can't remember what these are. Oh, Sennheiser's, whatever you, however you pronounce it. So. Yeah. I don't use those because they mess up my hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can't have that. Now, uh, no. yes, I'm also doing an audio technica. Now, I've got the question here, do you need an intro, how to make one? I, I'm presuming you mean a, a musical intro. Look, that is, I think you could go to YouTube. I think they've got some free music, YouTube music that you can use on YouTube. You just you just download it and use it on your podcast uh, and, and stick it in your editor, loop it around or whatever. Uh, just do a voiceover like the, in the intro for mine. Uh, look, ours is probably made by a third party, but like there's another podcast I do, the Aussie Tech Security. I just downloaded some funky music I found uh, royalty-free off YouTube music and uh, at YouTube podcast music or whatever they call it and, uh, and just put my voice over it. That was pretty much it. Yeah, so I don't... You know, yeah. we do other podcasts, of course, through Obsidian Loft and uh, Old Fart Geeks as well. And the intros we did for those, uh, Warlock, actually, who can't be here tonight, he actually just whipped those up in um, Camtasia or something. Didn't take him too long to do. Um, myself, for an older podcast I did. Sorry? You can only use YouTube music on YouTube. <laughs> right. I'll have to yeah, read up. No. But you, use, you can use normal royalty-free you know, royalty free music, not not necessarily. Um, but just thanks, thanks, boys. Yep. Yeah, I mean, some of the intros you can make yourself. Like, I quickly flick over to one here. I won't show the music because I'll go crook at me. But this is just a free flash based um, template I found. This is for an old podcast I used to do called Talkback Tech. But you could, the only thing it let you edit was it actually let you edit the words that were going across the screen. Mm. Um, so basically, you edited that in a cheap flash editor and um, put some royalty free music behind it and there's an intro. So but you can get to any site like you get something like uh, what's that Apple Motion for the Apple Eric that's a program I think on the on the Apple and you can go to third party sites like Code Canyon I think is that what it's called and you can download templates like say like similar say like the one Will just showed and then you just type your own text in and then it uh, it uh, saves it all together it compresses it or what it encodes it and then spits out a nice little intro as if you've, you know, you're a professional. Uh, so that's on the Apple, on the PC. Uh, what's the Adobe one? Oh, sorry. My bad. I didn't expect that to play. <laughs> but there's an, there's an Adobe product that you can get templates for uh, as well. There's quite a few of them, yeah. Um, I, don't ask me. I don't know. I don't use any of them. <laughs> but the, we'll um, What's the, 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 the microphone Leo Laporte uses that I can't remember? It starts with H. Yeah, Envato. That's right. No, that's not it. No, that's not it. No, oh, that one. Um, yeah. What's that one he uses? And he, he, what, the guy that invented it or owns the company does a podcast for him yeah, still. Um, Heil. Heil. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're supposed mm-hmm. to be the best of the best. Yeah, Very expensive. One of the best quality mics, but a lot of money. <laughs> Ridiculous Very amounts expensive. of money. We're supposed to be doing. Uh, we're supposed to be doing cheap and free. PR forty, <laughs> yeah, PR forty. Sorry, no, no. This is for down the track. I don't well, know. You know if people, if people get better and whatnot. All right. So you sit, you sit yourself down. You got to record it. What are you going to record in? Well, we, I record our podcast on the Apple on an Apple Mac. Uh, I'm a PC person, but the only thing my little Mac Mini does is GarageBand and record the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
because look, I had been trying Audacity on the PC, and oh, I had yeah. a, I had, I'd lost an episode once because Audacity crashed, and then it was so hard to try and piece all the tiny little pieces of that file back together. Look, the garage band saves it as it goes. I think that's uh, invest yep. in something decent. Find yourself a nice you know, little. I use Audacity. If you set up um, GarageBand properly, and I don't know how to do it yet, you can actually have one voice on one track. So yeah. it's a lot easier to edit when, you know, someone might swear by accident, for example. So, oh, you got so, to so for um, the majority of our viewers who are using Windows, <laughs> um, I use Audacity. It's a free program, uh, works well. Those couple of gremlins that Eric talked about, uh, Eric, Glenn talked about are uh, uh, ancient. They don't happen anymore. Um, there's, it's got auto recovery. It's got auto saving. It's got a lot of auto stuff. You can set up as many tracks as you want. You can put in. One thing I love about it is there's the um, no, there's nothing recorded there, so you can't see these. But the amount of built-in things it has, um, everything from noise cancellation to echo cancellation to all your auto levelers, all that sort of stuff. Um, it saves fairly compressed audio. Uh, it has a double redundancy, so if you do, if it does crash, it's saving the raw format as well, which it'll it will recover on reload. Um, so yeah, Audacity for me, if I'm just doing audio, which let's face it, when was the last time I recorded just audio? I normally record video in two places, like I'm actually doing tonight. We're actually recording on um, on Blab, but I'm also recording in um, OBS Open Broadcaster, which we'll talk about later as well. I'll just uh, quickly yeah, just, Will, just to let you know, Will's very good with the back end stuff. We, uh, I just don't understand how he does it all. And a lot of the time, most of the time, it's all very smooth uh, with his uh, transitioning here between screens, which you might be able to see, to the audio recording, the sound recording. It's but it's being streamed from Glenn, but recorded by and recorded by Glenn, but also being recorded by Will, audio mm. and video. Plus, he does all these transitions. Got a very good setup. I don't know how he does it, and it blows my mind. <laughs> so we're going to get to the uh, video setup later. But I think just to say, finish off on say the audio, unless we think of something else, is look. Oh, the by the way, audio, this is exactly how our podcasts in real life go. So don't be confused. This is actually you know, we're always just thrown no, in there. Don't worry. It would actually be like this. <laughs> I would look. I would strongly recommend you get yourself a, a VU meter. You can download them. Uh, there's some free ones, and look, I can even do tricky things like will. Yes, go on. Oh, oh yeah. Was <laughs> that back to front? No, it's not back to front. I'm okay. saying that just fine. All right. So if you want the address here, look, I've got the, a VU meter. You need it so you, you can tell what your level is and you can tell what your guest level is or any audio that's coming in the system, what the level is. Okay. So I'll give you the web page. I a static picture, but I can actually show you the meter working. <laughs> Good on you, Will. There you go. There you go. Um, Testing one, two, three www.darkwooddesigns.co.uk. Yep. Okay. Now, I'm not sure if that actually gets you right there, but then forward slash PC2, number two, forward slash meters, M-E-T-E-R-S dot H-T-M-L. Uh, look, if, if you uh, anyone got any questions after this blab, you can email me, uh, uh, glenn at aussietechheads.com.au. Now, you get yourself a VU meter, and you'll see, depending on which one you get, but you want to try and hit, it'll start off like uh, minus 24, minus 20, minus 16, 12, minus 8, and so forth, and it just goes up. Let me get back to me. 
And uh, what you want to try and do is hit zero at your highest. Okay, so the highest noise you think you're going to make for your podcast, uh, that's it should hit zero. So if say so could sit there and just go one, two, three. <laughs> there you go. I peaked. So you want to just try and hit zero. <laughs> Bring everyone up. Okay, until your loudest point, you can try and hit zero. Uh, and that now that theoretically, when you got to mix it, everybody should be equal. Yes, hopefully. And if you're using Garage, GarageBand does a good little job of trying to equalize things so that the GarageBand is good. That's why I got it. Uh, blue mics are, are good. Yeah, look, what my bike. My- the, the microphone that you just turned off when you went to slide out of the cradle. <laughs> Sorry, that one. It's an Audio Technica. There you go. Yeah. Audio so Technica aren't in- bad. Um, and they're, that's, they're that's the same one I've got. Yeah, they're cheaper in, but there's nothing wrong with them. They're quite fine. I mean, they're not studio quality but none of us have a studio i don't have sound deadening i don't have i mean admittedly i do have a green screen which i considered setting up but i thought no i won't worry about that but um without sound, it now, now, hey well you a now curtain now yeah, yeah but without um without you know having sound deadening up and around and without having the room quiet and like i've got a fan behind me you know all the things i'm doing you're not supposed to do so you actually don't want a really high quality microphone because it will pick up all of that if, unless you've got an actual studio environment sometimes the cheaper microphones are a little bit better yes you may sacrifice a little bit of sound quality but for clarity and for ease of setup and use sometimes it's better mm. but look if you've got doesn't matter what type of mic if you can push it into a mixer your mix is going to have a gain control and then if you're getting a lot of background noise you can turn your gain down and then it might mean that it's it sort of um lowers the threshold the mic is picking up so it might make you sound a bit soft and you might have to turn yourself up a bit but it's not bringing in you know the sound of the air conditioner that you just turned on or and and things and like that a, a lot of fan on here now and you can't hear anything no yeah, that's right. a lot of microphones mm. have um unidirectional and and um multi-directional so that if you're sitting in front of it you're getting a nice direct stream to the mic like with this one if i turn away from the mic it's really off mic. Like you've got to be right in front of it, which of course has its advantage that it keeps the audio clear. The downside is if I didn't want to have that in shot, it would be very hard to turn up the gain enough without including a heap of background noise. So, and also get a sock, one of those fluffy, one of those. Yeah, they take yeah, the um, pop filters. The they pop, take the pop filter. <laughs> And that out of it. The hisses from the S's. This is a yes. Because yes. without now that, you pop, pop really yeah. badly. That's right. Okay. Um, I think that's. Get it back on. Okay, so I think that's uh, the audio sorted. So unless anyone else has got any questions there, uh, yeah. So Will's Audacity. I'm GarageBand. I'm happy. Yeah, uh, I mean, video- as, as I said, if you want to do it for free, really. And if you are just starting out and you're not even sure if you want to do it and you don't know if you ended two episodes or 200, something like Audacity is perfectly fine because it is full-featured enough to give you a nice, compressed, clean recording, uh, and it's free. So, and just, just be patient with it. Muck around with it for a while uh, before you do your first show, whether your show is live or not live. Just muck around with it for a while. Um, you'll get the hang of it. Um, it does work. Yeah, it does. From time to time. <laughs> now, not I don't think you could probably call uh, video. Well, I suppose you could have video podcast, can't you? I suppose well, you can. That's what we do every week. 
but iTunes is, yeah, but iTunes wraps them up and calls them podcasts, video. They're all so podcasts yeah. is either audio or video. That's right. I actually hate the term podcast. Podcast had its has its roots back in it's had its day, I think, and yeah, it was it's had and, its day. It was for cast. It was netcasting for iPods, which is where I podcast came about. So, personally, yeah. when I when I can, I try to call it a netcast or or. An I audio just call it a broadcast. Broadcast yeah. on the internet. Simple as that. That's what it is. You're broadcasting. <laughs> podcast. All right. So, Vit to record. If you are going to do a video of it, uh, I we used to use a program called VidBlaster, which you can yeah, get for please. free if you use the sure trial can. version. Yep. Uh, I think to get the free version, you've got to go into the forums and look for, Will, is it like the d- trial version uh, of the forum? You've got to go into the trials and then you've got to go. Uh, it's in um, in the forum under beta testing, I think. They call it the beta version all the time that you always get. Um, yep. Now, VidBlaster itself isn't bad. Just bear in mind that if you've got a low-end computer, it's probably not going to be suitable for you um, because it... If you're not doing much, if you're just doing basic sort of um, ent- entry-level stuff and with one camera, maybe a Skype capture, it's fine. Once you start actually doing – and don't get me wrong, it's incredibly powerful software, but once you start doing what it's capable of doing, it's so resource-hungry. Uh, I mean, it does some amazing stuff, but it's really intense. But having said that, it is free, the trial, the trial version. The only thing with the free version is you get a VidBlaster watermark in the corner of the screen, um, which if you're doing a podcast and you have your little logo, like we have the little Aussie Tech Eds logo, which is a round logo, the reason we developed that initially was to set over the watermark. So um, it's, it's not, a bad, not a bad little idea. Um, there are other options, of course. Um, mm. They now you to- use mainly... Sorry. Yeah, so we moved, we were using the Vid Blaster, which was great. It was good. It was back in. I think we we're using it version three. I can see it's up to version four now. It started to get a bit resource hungry, uh, you know, and you needed a really good computer to start running it. I actually downloaded the trial the other day, and it's it hasn't got any less resource intensive. Right. So now we've switched over to Wirecast. Now that's available on the Mac and the PC. Look, it's not free. Uh, it does cost a little bit of money, but look, it's uh, if you're looking for free, have a look at the Vid Blaster. If you're looking for something a little bit better, that's what we're using now is uh, Wirecast, and it, and it's pretty good. You know, one, it you does, switch most stuff. It does uh, yeah, switches transactions, does transitions, does everything you you really want to do. Um, it's as I said, it's not free, so this is later on once you get more sort of um, you know established because it, it's not cheap. It's it's really not. It's about um, 600 US, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, mm. You don't – and the thing is that there are other options. Um, and Wirecast generally for 95% of the stuff we're doing with the amount of screen captures we're doing, the, the, the screen caps, the Skype captures, the split screening, uh, the video overlays, the lower thirds, all that, the green screens, it does it all with fairly low resource. Like it doesn't use a lot of system resources. So um, it's it's good for that. Um the the problem is that, um, of course, as we've said, it's not free. So the one thing I mainly switch to now, there's a couple of free versions which are really good that we do actually use. One of them is, um, as you can see there, one of them is actually um, 
uh, open broadcaster, which I'm actually currently using to record this stream, as you can tell by the picture there. Um, and it's free, and it does green screens, it does lower thirds, it does overlays, it does all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, it has no problems doing any of that. It's it's really lightweight, it's really fast, it compresses very well. It's great for streaming because you get almost no loss. Uh, it just handles it really well. Uh, OBS, Open Broadcaster Software. Um, yep. yep. There's a lot of add-ons and plugins, updates, things you can do with it. There's actually things for when you're streaming to um, Twitch.tv, for example. There's actually plugins that run lower thirds, so chat room actually actually will com- uh, display on that. So it's actually really good two-way sort of, you know, it, it, it engages people as well because it has the display and stuff there. Uh, and, and it's free, which is really good. There's another one called um, uh, XSplit, um, which I thought I had on my computer, but it turns out I actually don't. Um, but XSplit's another one. It is free for some things and other things you've got to pay for. So to just just check that out and see what's there that, that may or may want to do. Um, but, yeah, if you're just recording you on your webcam and either a friend on another webcam or um, a Skype capture, something like that. Something like OBS is fantastic. Fairly lightweight. So it runs, OBS will capture a Skype call with a host and have a couple of screen captures quite happily on a Intel Duo without a problem. Um, So it's fairly lightweight. So it's a really good starting point. It also has... um, audio filtering and has a few other bits and really niche little things that you actually don't see in a lot of other software. It actually has built in. So, yeah, so that would be my recommendation to start if you're on PC. Now, I would recommend you burn them in a bonfire and never set foot in the same house as a Mac. <laughs> but that's just me. I mean, I, I have no – I'm open either way. Now, to give, me your, give me your impartial view. <laughs> No, honestly, and, and this is what I've always said to people, back 10 years ago, if you wanted to do video editing, photo editing, audio editing, there was nothing better on the market than a Mac. That was the top of the range. Like You had to have a Mac if you were doing that professionally. You didn't have a choice. Mm. These days, honestly, it's it's six to one half dozen out of these days. Okay, so you've got your audio. Maybe you've got your video. You've recorded your show. Now, you might want to edit it. Some people, they meticulously go through the audio and the video. They take out all the ums and the ahs. They take out all the blank spaces. You do whatever you have time to do, I suppose. Yeah, (laughs) on our show, I'll just leave them in. I don't like editing. It's time-wasting as far as I'm concerned. I've caught myself tonight saying um a lot, partly because there's 1,600 people watching, which is... Oh, (laughs) don't worry about them. 603. Uh, I'm slightly more nervous. Hello, everyone. You've got stage yeah, pretty much. But one, the other reason is I'm dog tired. But part of the reason I stopped umming and ahhing a lot was early on when I was podcast, podcasting, podcasting, broadcasting, podcasting. <laughs> um, <laughs> who said I'm tired? Uh, I actually, every episode I recorded, I actually went through the episodes and removed all the ums and ahs and dead air and blank space and fidgets and carries on. And within mm, half a dozen episodes... I stopped umming and ahhing. <laughs> yes, it's that's a right. Really good way to stop you from doing it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Always listen back to your podcast in order to improve your podcast. And no, umming and ahhing, make sure you 
pronunciations are correct. People, yep. you don't speak too quickly because people can't understand you. Doesn't matter how good Sorry. you are with uh, what you're talking about, people are going to turn off. So That's just a little bit of you only need to probably listen to half a dozen episodes or maybe a little bit more, and yeah. the umming and ahhing and the blank spaces they will stop. That's right. Yes. Like, I mean, it, like I didn't um and ah at all then. For example, it's not, <laughs> it's not natural to talk to a camera. Like my camera is like within reaching distance. It's just there. My particular setup, I've got four screens, so I've got stuff going all over the place. But generally, normally you've got one screen in front of you with a camera sitting on top of it. It's not natural to sit there and talk at the camera because it feels really weird. Um, I just talk, I look, look at the screen in front of me rather than yeah, the camera. If you look at the camera, it's like, hello. Another trick that a friend of mine who does podcasting, he told me, get yourself a, um, go to the store, $2 shop and buy a, you know, smile, bad, you know, don't worry, be happy, whatever those badges with the smiley faces on them. You cut out a hole in the center and you stick it over your webcam so that when you're looking at your camera, it actually looks like a face there. So you kind of have this impression. Can I, of can I, pick, can I pick a more attractive face to look at? <laughs> you can, you, you're probably not too attractive because you'll get distracted. <laughs> you've got a Kardashian out of the magazine. Start flirting. And I won't be yeah. getting into any of those girls, uh, Glenn. Thank you. So you've got your audio, you've recorded your audio, and hopefully you've edited your audio, all your, your ums and ahs. Look, as I said, I leave most of mine in. I, I don't think that I would take too many out unless it was really, really bad at some stage. But I think sometimes the ums and the ahs are just a general flow of the conversation. You know, That's as long right. as you're not there just going, um, we did this yesterday. Um, try, try not to stutter as well. Yeah. yeah, you don't. You um, want to try and get a bit of a flow. Uh, don't read from your notes. Try and just get dot points and and just make it up. Ad lib it. You know, just go from what you know. You're doing a podcast course. You love it, so you know about it. So you don't. There's no need to read about your content. Read it, your content. You know about it. So yeah, do yeah. do that. You get a nice flow. Hopefully, try and look One the camera. One thing when you're using Skype or or whatever program you're using, um, just bear in mind that there is a lag. So whether it be Blab, whether it be Skype, whether it be Google+, Hangouts, whatever you're using. So when you'll get the hang of it when you're having a conversation with somebody, but you'll kind of figure out that they're a word away from the end of their sentence. So you'll start your next point just as they're wrapping up. So it actually feels really smooth. But when you're first starting off, there's a depending on the program, up to a second lag time there. So you, you tend to talk over people inadvertently, but you, you do kind of figure that out a bit. Yeah, yeah you, the, do, you do work that out after a while, and it's just, you, you get uh, skills in preempting. Yeah, so you've got, right. you've got the, the guts of your podcast. You've got the main part, right? You've got your hellos and hello to goodbye. So you've got the, the guts of your podcast. The intro, and, the outro. Yeah, so the intro... Your intro to outro, but now you've got your music, your intro music, and your outro music. Now, instead of putting all that together each week, I've just got a, I've put it together once. So I've got the intro music here, and on another uh, line, I've got the outro music. I mute them, record the podcast, and then I just unmute the intro and outro, move it all together, and then encode. Uh, so it's virtually like a template, and I just use the same one each week. So it's like a template, makes it dead easy. Same with video. I've, I use uh, GarageBand, I use to edit the audio together, and uh, Sony Movie Studio, I use to edit the video. I've got my, all my vi- video intros, and then I've got all my the little outro, and then I get the, the, the meat of the, the, the actual recording. I put it in, I cut it 
to the hello, goodbye, and then uh, just merge it all together and then encode. But it saves a lot of time to make yourself a template rather than pull in all the, the bits and pieces that go to make up your, your intro and outro music each week. So you can- Whereas when I was doing um, the podcast that, that I do, and Warlock's got a slightly different approach again, but when I do my podcast, I do it on the fly. So I actually play the intro, we start talking, I play the news break music, I play the other music in between, and then I play the, the exit as we start wrapping up so mine's actually done on the fly which eliminates editing the downside is you've got to make sure you get it right otherwise you've got yourself more editing whereas uh warlock who can't join us tonight unfortunately but he actually does it slightly different um things like the intro and the exit we do in post but all the videos we play during the show um all the music we have all the updates everything like that is actually done as we're recording so you hear the background music all that sort of stuff that's all actually done live that's not done in post and if you're doing the video, uh, you've got all your lower thirds. If you're going to use them, you've got them in your template too. You just move them around to when the person first comes on and uh, when you encode it, it's sweet. It, that takes no time at all. Get a if template. you're wondering what lower third is, the lower third, see if you look on the blab screen there, you can actually see where it's got our name and Twitter handle. Yes, that's not in low in the screen. That's but a higher that's, third. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually called a lower third. So using on the um, bottom of the screen. Basically, yeah. it's usually a, a PNG file or something like that with a clear background so that no matter where you put it over the screen, it will only show that part of the thing. It's usually a full screen overlay that you actually put the video onto. Um, yes. Speaking of video yes. editing too, quickly, uh, honestly, still to this day, one of the best, easiest to use, not the most compact, not the most streamlined, but... Windows Movie Maker. When you're just starting out in a podcast, you've just got a bulk podcast recorded. There is absolutely nothing wrong with what Windows Windows Movie Maker can do. Um, I've done a lot of podcasts in it, plus a lot of other, actually most of my YouTube videos. Um, all gets. I do have Camtasia and Sony Vegas and a few other ones, but nine times out of ten, I actually just come back to Windows Movie Maker. It's lightweight, it's quick, and it does basic editing very well. Now, it's free. Uh, I suppose you could use iMovie if you're on the Mac, uh, but that's probably similar to Windows Movie Maker. If you don't have it on your machine, it's part of the Windows Live uh, set of software. So if you go try and install your Windows Live stuff, uh, it'll say, what do you want to install? You just tick Movie Maker, and while you're there, you might tick. Now, Glenn, tell me, Windows Live, is that available for people running Windows 10? Oh, I guess so. I don't know. I'm not on 10 yet. I guess so. Oh, dear me. What? <laughs> I thought you were already on 10. No, not on my main machine. On the laptop, I oh, am. Okay. Okay. Right, so, right. okay. So you've done, you've recorded everything. You've, you've put your intro music, your outro music together. So you've got your nice little podcast. You've encoded it. You've got your nice little MP3 formatted audio, which MP3 is probably what you want. Um, look, at iTunes, you can go into other formats that you can have pictures through your podcast, but... I'll leave that for another another conversation. Just do an MP3, export it as an MP3. It's probably playable on most of the devices around the world. Yeah, uh, you want to do it encode it at one at least one twenty eight kilobits a second. And hey, look, most of most of us are on broadband. Go for gold. Make it stereo. You know, it might take yes. a little bit more. Make DVD it quality, a bit more room. <laughs> Look, if, you, if you're going to a, an audience that may be bandwidth uh, challenged, 
that they, and that means they don't have enough bandwidth or, you know, a lot of subscribers or whatever are on low bandwidth, uh, which means very slow internet. You could probably then turn it to mono. You could probably pull it back to a 96 kilobits a second, but you start pulling FM, it FM radio quality. You we start, we actually uh, old Fart Geeks, I think it is, or Obsidian Loft, I can't remember. And don't forget, go to ObsidianLoft.com and go to OldFartGeeks.com and check out the other podcasts as well. Hey, I had to do it. 1,600 people, why not? Um, and, um, but don't forget that if you, you can run multiple qualities. So we actually, I believe it's if Old Fart Geeks, we actually have a uh, 96 mono and a 256 stereo, I think, or our two. And the same with video. We have a standard 720 you know, HD video for the computer, and we have a small, I think it's 240 or 360 for the mobile devices as well. Look, I, don't, I don't go to that much trouble. I just do one 128 MP3, 128 kilobit uh, MP3. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was very good. And now it comes out to about 60 meg. Uh, with a video, I'll do two. I'll do a, a uh, 720 for YouTube, and I'll just do a little 320 for iPhones, devices okay so you've got all that done what do you do with your file okay so you want to tag it because in itunes everything's about the tags so you tag it which means that when it comes up on someone's player you've got a bit of cover art which you've you've got to make up and if you go into itunes your cover art has to be 1400 by 1400 pixels okay you'll find that out when you try and submit your podcast if it's not that he won't take it so You've got to make your podcast cover up 1,400 by 1,400, uh, and you tag what episode it is, you tag the author, you tag what's inside, what you're talking about, descriptions. Synopsis. That's right. That's right. So how do you get that into your file? You know, because it's actually written into the MP3. So there's a good little program on the PC. It's called MP3 Tag, I think it's called. How easy is that? It is, MP3 Tag. That's exactly what it is. Now, look, if I can get a, a screenshot of this, I'll show you. You can actually do it the old-fashioned way as well. You can actually right-click on it, go into metadata, and manually enter the stuff, which if you're only doing one podcast a month, okay, you can do that. However, MP3 tag lets you basically set up a batch file. Mm. So pretty much that's your screen there, and uh, you've got a list of your podcasts. You click the one you want, and then you've got all your, you enter your data over there on the left-hand side, including your cover art. You push save, and that that data actually gets written into your MP3 file. And you can do that for uh, audio and video. So video, I, I push out, I encode at MP4. And so I push out an MP4. This MP3 tag will read the MP, MP4's files, and you can do the same thing. So when someone plays it on an iPhone or, a, or, a, or another device that does video or audio, they get your nice little picture and they get your nice little summaries and all that sort of stuff. Just, you know, it makes it look a bit professional. I like to keep it all the same each week. So the same for, so the title in the same format, I'll, I'll just go 00, or 0010 underscore name of the podcast underscore date dot whatever, MP3. So you work it out. It's pretty easy. So that's how that little thing works. So you tag it. And where do you upload it? Right. Well, you don't upload it to iTunes. They don't do that. You, you submit things to iTunes. So you get your little file, and if you want to upload it for somewhere for free, you can upload it to archive.org. There's a lot of other places out there that charge uh, to host your podcast and all that sort of stuff. Um, if you don't want to worry about that, they offer some nice little bells and whistles and some features, which you might find handy, and you might be able to get something hosted to host your shows for about 10 bucks a month. But you go to archive.org, 
and you will be able to. I'll get a screenshot of that for you. Archive.org. And you'll be able to upload your video and audio straight to archive.org. There we go. Of course, if you have your own host, you can do that as well, but it does take a fair bit of room. It adds up pretty quick. So Yeah. And look, archive.org, that, that will split it. It does encode it into different formats, but sorry, don't worry about that. You just grab the one you want. This is the video one. Uh, as you can see, just heaps of episodes uploaded. The archive.org, look, they last for donations every year, but it is only an ask and it is a donation. I'll, I'll sling them a few bucks every year because, you know, otherwise you've got to pay for this sort of service. So this is, this is pretty good. Uh, so you, you can make up your archive.org and your little space there, upload for free. Away you go. Bob's your uncle. And it's there for, I don't know, forever long they're around, I suppose. Um, okay, yes, the, the website, yes, archive, A-R-C-H-I-V-E dot org. So archive as in a, I don't know, a record archive, a book archive dot org. A-R-C-H-I-V-E. Org. Now, look, you probably might have to, you know, all these things take a little bit of, you're not just going to pull them up on the screen and, and just go straight into them and, hey, you're professional. Takes a little while. Uh, you can, I, and I can vouch for that. When I had my show, uh, was how long ago was that now? Chewing the Fat, it's still up there. Search for it <laughs> if you're an Australian because it's really only topical. But, uh, yeah, it is. it takes a while and it did my head in for a while, but after all, you do get a, the hang of it with the MP3 tag and the archive.org. Mm. And yeah, make sure you do the tag, obviously, before you well. do the upload. So uh, if you don't, well, you've you got to do, yeah, if you, if you do the tag, then you upload because yeah, then no. you've got, obviously, you've got everything encoded, the pictures and the, the data encoded in your file. No good doing it yep, afterwards. I pull it all down and start again. Trust me, I've done that a few times. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Also, oh, one thing that may be critical with what determines with you're doing with you just doing audio or video and audio is your upload speed. Now, bear in mind, if you're on ADSL two, for example, in Australia, your maximum upload speed generally is going to be half a meg at a push. So, if you're uploading a 1080p video that's an hour long to YouTube, it's going to be somewhere around a gig, given depending on what compression you use. But that could take hours. Anywhere from 12 hours onwards, just depending on your connection, you know. Um, so that may be a part in it. You may want to go, okay, well, I've got ADSL 1 where I've got 128K upload. I'm only going to do an MP3. Bear in mind that an MP3 could still take you three hours to upload if you've got a slow connection. So something like that also does bear on, on what you're doing. Um, it's only been the last 12 months that I've actually been uploading 720p videos to YouTube and that was on one and a half meg up on cable. I now have NBN where I've got 30 meg up so I'm not fussed either way but um, it really is reliant a lot on your internet speed for that sort of thing. Especially yeah. if you're trying to do something like Skype. Be wary too if you're doing Skype and you've got two or three people you may only be able to do audio. You may not have the bandwidth to do a video conferencing with other people. Good point. Um, William? If you're going to stream and just go, just quickly going back to the programs we use with Wirecast, it will actually stream yep. as well while you record. So you can stream to Ustream. You can stream to uh, YouTube. You can stream to a number of other ones. Uh, but, look, you probably need at least – look, I, I struggle with two oh, mega. One and a half. It has to be one and a half yeah, minimum. I'd say at least two. Well, two you can mega. always down – you can downgrade your, um, your video to – 720p or slightly lower, 680 maybe. That would be the, 
otherwise any less than that and it's a bit dodgy. Mm. Well, if, if now, you go to live. Uh, yeah, live. which is where we normally stream to. I'm actually currently streaming to there as well, and um, you'll see that I'm actually streaming in 720 to there, and I'm using about 800k <laughs> a second to do that. So that's constant of 800 to a meg. So mm. you do need to make sure you've got that bandwidth free plus enough to Skype to. YouTube to whatever you're doing on top of that as well. So I think pretty much you, you've done all that. You've uploaded your file. Now what do you do with it? And I think pretty much we've we've we're pretty much haven't spent anything yet, have we? Except on the equipment. And, you do, and well, you, you've spent money on a microphone if you choose to do that. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, thing, and I'm assuming you already had a computer, so you're not going to go and buy yeah. another one. Yes. One thing we did actually forget to mention was cameras. If you are doing a video. Um, Stay away from the cheap, nasty webcams. There are some decent webcams. I'm currently using the, uh, what am I currently using? The new um, Logitech one that they've just bought out, the 930, I believe. No, what is it? The 930E, yeah, is a new one that just, relatively new one they've just bought out. It's a still an expensive camera, still around 150 bucks. Prior to that, I was using the uh, C310, which is actually still a true 720 webcam. Uh, has a decent field of view. Either this one has better. Not that it matters on on um, on Blab because it makes everything square anyway. But uh, things like that do make a difference. Um, try to avoid laptop built-in webcams, things like that, because oh, they're yes. not great. Um, you can also use programs like if you've got. I don't know how it works on on Apple. I'm sure there probably is programs. If you've got Android phones, there's numerous programs that let you use your phone as an IP camera and these actually have very good cameras in here working over your Wi-Fi. You'd sit that on your screen, you know, and um, use it as a Wi-Fi camera um, so you can get good quality that way. There are some other options using things like camcorders, for example, which have HDMI um, HDMI inputs, whether it's a camcorder or whether it's even things like GoPros, things like that. Um, They've got HDMI out, so you can actually put a HDMI capture card in your computer or you can use a USB HDMI capture card, which honestly aren't that expensive. They're $30 or $40. So if you've got an existing HD webcam or GoPro or something like that, you can use a cable to capture it that way um, so you don't need to worry about you know, spending any extra money. But for a decent starting camera, look at the Logitech 9 Series. It's, um, they're, they're fairly good value for the money. So I think, okay, so you've uploaded your audio to the archive.org or you upload your video to archive.org. Probably I also upload to YouTube for the video. Get your best video, you encoded the best way, upload that to YouTube because, hey, that's iTunes and YouTube is where people hang out. So that's where you've got to be. Uh, you just, I'm, I only do the, uh, the archive.org video just for people who want to subscribe with their iPhone or something. But other than that, they can also still find me on YouTube and they can shoot that to their TV through the Apple TV or whatever else, the Chromecast or whatever. Now, what do you do when your file's up there? You need to be able to tell iTunes that you have got a file ready to go, ready to be downloaded. In iTunes, there's a little button that says Submit Podcast. Uh, you go to the podcast uh, catalogue, there'll be a button there, Submit Podcast, over to the right, I think it is. Uh, you submit it, you follow your notes, and that's easy. You'll need an RSS feed. How are you going to do an RSS feed? Well, uh, I'm not sure how Will does it. I, he will tell you how he does it. I do it. I've got a little program that I did I buy, actually. I think it was about $40. 
uh, and it was feed for all. It's it's been the most simplest thing uh, yep. to do a feed in. It is very very simple. Uh, look, I can see if I can give you another a screenshot feed of it. I mean, I, I actually use feed for all as well. There is other ones called um, Feedity or Rapid Feeds. There's a few of them I've played with. Um, most of them are online based, which means at some point they're going to make you pay for it, whether it's once you hit a certain amount or uh, something like that. They're okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. But honestly, in this case, it's one of the few times where you are better off spending the, what is it, 40 bucks? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I spent $40 on it as well. Yeah, it's definitely worth, worth it. It's very good. It's very good. It's very simple. And once yeah, you've so got it, you don't need it again. That's right. Once you do your first one, you you, you know, you, you pimp it out the way you want to do it with all your your descriptions and your copyrights and whatever. Uh, you, you just bung each episode in as you go. Like, as you can see, these are all my episodes here or our episodes there. Uh, you know, when you get to a new one, I just type, I push new and I just put in blah, blah and and that's it. And then blah, blah for the iTunes because iTunes, iTunes data is separate to the RSS feed because iTunes reads different stuff. So you've got to have iTunes pretty much on song because otherwise iTunes will reject it. So look, you, you need to muck around with this sort of stuff, but you, you know, you get, you, you can't code an RSS feeder yourself every week, an RSS feed every week yourself. It, no, it blow your mind. It's crazy. Yeah. It'll blow your mind. It's crazy. There is a book out there you can buy called Podcasting for Dummies. It's very Mm. simple. It tells you about simple mixers, inexpensive microphones, uh, reasonable cameras, uh, how to do an RSS feed. It's your usual thickness, you know, one inch thick or two centimetres in metric. Uh, It's a good start. Yeah. So an RSS feed, uh, if I can give you a, a, uh, a look at one... So an RSS feed tells tells the uh, say you call the iTunes where to find your your content. So the RSO iTunes, I put in my RSS feed. Uh, you might look where could you put your your RSS feed? You need to upload that somewhere as well. Um, you need some web hosting. Yeah, that's probably how would you do that for free? Will get an RSS uh, feed host. There are some free, like, 10, 20 meg web hosts that you can just get a small bit of on, a bit of room mm. on. Um, worst case scenario, you're going to pay, like, a dollar a month for a, for a dedicated web host to do that. So the RSS feed is a small little file that has to sit on the internet somewhere. So as long as you can get it somewhere, uh, yeah, look, that's it. That's- when I was doing my Android show, I actually did figure out a way to get it to work through uh, archive.org. It was a little flaky because you had to upload it and download it every time, but uh, it, it worked. It ended up working. It even pulled the RSS feeds from YouTube, which people tell you can't do, but there is actually a way to do that, and that's a whole other episode, that one. Yeah. Uh, free yeah, RSS builder. Correct. Another one. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so once so you do your feed, and it will spit out a little XML file. That little XML file has to sit on the internet somewhere in some hosting space. Look, look hopefully, you know, you think, okay, you're going to get it right into it, and you've got a web page. Well, then your web page sits somewhere, and so you just upload that little XML file, the RSS feed, up to your web host somewhere, as long as it's up That's there right. somewhere where you can direct iTunes and just tell it where it is. So you get your RSS feed. Sorry? You're right. No, yeah, so right. get your RSS feed, uh, you, then uh, that's it. You, you, you give it to iTunes, and away you go. That's and it. then you wait anywhere.
somewhere between two hours and a week before iTunes does something with it. <laughs> yes, so it's not that long. You get an email saying that it's been submitted and it's under review, uh, and then you get an email in the next day or so saying yeah, it's been approved, and then wait a couple of hours, and then it, it, it's searchable up in iTunes. Uh, now, I'm look, if you want to take that a step. Is- I was going to say, sorry, just quickly with YouTube, remember, you need to sign up for a producer account, which um, has mul- multiple benefits, but it really is, it's, you've got to jump through a few hoops to do it, but it does make your life easier in the long run. Mm. Now, look, I don't know if, uh, look, oh, there's a lot of information, I suppose, if you're just coming, starting off, <laughs> you're gonna, it's going to, you know, smash you. But uh, look, we'll, we'll put this, uh, we'll put a basic... We'll put this episode up on our Aussie Tech Heads uh, YouTube channel because I've actually recorded this as an episode. So if there's anything you missed um, and you need to want to go back and find it, you can just go to um, uh, either YouTube. We'll put the link up on the on the thing over there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So also now, look, if you, you think, okay, well, how do I know how many people are downloading it? Well, that is, you can look at the archive.org. That'll have a little counter there. Uh, but look, you're really not really sure, you know, because you start to amass a few episodes. You're not sure who's downloading or what's, you know, what's happening. You can use a thing called feedburner.com. It's from Google. Well, it is now. So it's from, yeah, Google Feedburner. So if you do Google Feedburner and follow your nose with that one, uh, what that does is it'll give you a, a, another XML uh, file, so to speak, that you, you, you send to iTunes. Uh, it refers, obviously, back to back to your original, so it knows where to get the content. But as people click on the feed burner uh, XML file, it counts how many times things are being downloaded, and it gives you nice little stats at the end of the day. That's one way to do it, uh, and which I would suggest for something like feed burner. Look, I've probably found it's not to, probably not the most accurate, I think, in the world, but it's hey, it's better than nothing. And it you, always- you can't, it was never super accurate, but it always seemed to work at the end of the day. It uh, it sort of just did what it was supposed to do. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, well, it's it's good. Uh, what's the other look? Uh, look, going into iTunes, how do you get up the iTunes poll? Uh, regular podcasting uh, once a week, probably at least. Uh, if you can encourage people to leave reviews, good and bad, uh, that's a good way of doing it. You'll see when you release a show, you'll get a spike. Uh, in uh, in your numbers or in, in the ranking maybe, or hopefully you get a spike, you'll go up a bit. Then as the week goes on, you'll just come back down a bit because apparently iTunes just likes new content. But you've just got to be in iTunes. Another way to help too is to um, get, get get yourself promoted is to email people, whether it's other podcasters or whatever, and say, hey, you know, do you want to have a chat and uh, do you want can I be on your show or things like that? Um, for example, we have Aussie Tech Radio. So uh, all uh, Australian tech podcasts, we sort of bundle them all together and throw them on Aussie Tech Radio and they're going to get um, – you, you might specifically go there to listen to one show, but you're going to hear another one. You go, oh, I want to listen to that. So – uh, Cross promotion is a very, a very strong tool as well, especially when you're starting out. Got something good. Yeah, look, that's know. another beast. <laughs> Probably a topic for another day as well. But the AussieTechRadio.com, yeah, is like a, uh, it's a, um, uh, a shoutcast. It, you might have to go and Google that. We're running out of time, but it's a shoutcast. Radio stream, twenty four seven radio stream of rotating through our different shows. That's right. I, I grab a whole hunk of shows from Australia and New Zealand, and I, I put them all. 
back to back, and then the the this shoutcast just plays them all in a round round robin, just keeps going round and round twenty four seven, and I just push up um, new shows. You know, Geek Ge- Sphere and the and uh, uh, Aussie Tech Heads, of course, and Ozrose Podcast and uh, Boys of Tech and a few other ones that are up there as well. Um, also, you know. I'm, I'm fortunate enough, I'm part of half a dozen different um, podcasts. This one, Aussie Tech Ed, has been my main one. I also do ObsidianLoft.com, which is uh, was pure Minecraft. We're now evolving into general gaming. Uh, and also um, Old Fart Geeks, which is basically retro tech, and people are really starting to... Well, that's actually doing really well. We're getting a lot of hits on that. So uh, it's it can snowball, is what I'm saying. Of And in Australia, I know we're running out of time quickly, but in Australia, one thing you need to be wary of, there's basically... you. It's almost impossible. Some people manage to do it, but it's basically impossible to make a living on podcasting. You do podcasting because you enjoy doing it. You don't do it because you want to want to make money. It doesn't work that way. You, you find something you enjoy doing, you're passionate about, and you want to tell people about, and then you do it. And then if you happen to make money, that's a bonus. Yeah, I think if you've got a nice little niche and you really want to go down the monetization path, you can. Uh, it just depends on what you want to do. Just what you want to do. But look, if, if anyone's got any questions, uh, type them in before the next show or the next uh, show. I guess you call it a show. The next blab people start. What we'll Smoke. do too is um, we'll probably, uh, because we've actually got Aussie Tech Heads tomorrow night, so what we might actually do, if we do get any Twitter requests or email requests between now and tomorrow night, we may touch on some on tomorrow night's show as well. Yeah, for sure. 